When that gold line coffee hit the back of your throat, you got four delicious flavors. This ain't your grandma's pit water. This is gold line coffee, and it is the official coffee of hot. Alrighty, fire a pass and grab my ass. Kyle, we are back for episode number three of of, of the season. We're back here today, and then we're going to call this episode The Hot Minute. We have a new segment today called The Hot Minute. And one thing that's hot right now, Kyle, is my fucking, is my blood. It's just boiling, man. My piss is brought to a boil. Everything's just boiling today. How you feeling? Well, <laughs> pretty good. I was feeling fired up this morning when I sent you a text. I was like, Chris, I'm feeling it today. I was watching some of that Sharks and Vegas game last night. And, you know, a monster came out of me. I'm ready for hockey. It's almost October. And, uh, dude, what a game last night, dude. Just every – is that's as many 10-minute ten, ten misconducts I've seen handed out all year. Too bad it's a, it's a preseason game. But these guys are going to play each other opening night on Wednesday. What a fucking game that's going to be. Yeah, man, I can't wait. You know, it's crazy. You get an expansion team in the league and you don't think much of it, right? And then – all of a sudden, we're what two? This is the third season now, and uh, the Sharks and Golden Knights. In my opinion, that's one of the best rivalries in all of hockey. Oh, it's gotta be. I mean, who else? They hate each who, other. Who else hates each other as much as they do, right? Yeah, I can't imagine two teams and like I can't think of two teams that really hate each other more. The one thing I hate about it is that that's literally what everyone's clamoring for with the whole NHL division setup where, you know, teams are forced to play each other. Those teams have been forced to play each other and, you know, look what we have from it. Exactly what the NHL asked for. Um, but Vegas has kind of been, you know, the, I don't want to say the NHL boy toy to, you know, kind of attain what the NHL wanted. And they were kind of given uh, an opportunity to succeed, um, but they've put an excellent work beyond that and beside that and uh, utmost respect to the roster, the coach, the GM, uh, everyone for really kind of, you know, I mean, when they first drafted that team, I was looking at some of those pieces and I was like, man, like they really took some deals and, and, and and took lesser players, but they, they took almost a hidden gem from almost everyone. Yeah, it was crazy. And that just speaks to the scouting staff. And of course, uh, to their general manager's work uh, with that team. I mean, uh, just the way, like you said, a hidden gem almost from every team, whether it was a guy like William Carlson or, uh, you know, you just go down the line of the players. And I mean, like Eric Brandstrom's gone. Nick Suzuki's gone. You know yeah, what I mean? Like Cody, Cody Glass, the first pick they had, he looks good. He's going to make the roster this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I Cody think Glass he was the best good. one of those three. Yeah, I think that they definitely knew that, you know, they they went to the cup that first year. They could build on it. And look at the job that George McPhee's done with that team. He added Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone in, like, the matter of five months. Like, that's pretty impressive, man. That's, like, what, uh, almost 80 goals you add into your roster just like that and, you know, gave up pieces that they they could afford to move because they're exempt from the next – the next expansion draft. They don't have to give up anybody. That that honestly, that that's got to change. That has. Yeah, I agree. Change. I don't see I how that's fair. Will. I think it will. Uh, I there's no way I see that coming into fruition. The, the league at, at that point thought that you know what I mean. Like this was going to be a Buffalo Sabers looking roster where you know there's no winning attitude in the locker room and you know it's kind of just no one wants to not not that no one wants to be there. 
but you know what I mean? Like they yeah, thought Phil it was Housley has his shirt off dancing project. to 80s music. There's no yeah, way they thought the team was going to be this successful. And now, now that they are, you know, they need to see a little bit of what everyone else felt, you know? Yeah, like, exactly, should... man. So I don't know. I, I guess we'll see about that. But uh, since the last time we talked, uh, you know, everyone finally caved. The rest of the big RFAs made their deals and found their way back to their teams. Uh, we had heard that when uh, Lion A signed his deal that Rantanen was uh, his luggage back with him on a plane. So you knew him in Colorado were trying to iron it out and making something work. Uh, and then he comes in at the highest at uh, just over nine. So yeah, nine point two five million a season. I think it everyone was waiting to see. You know, of all these RFA's, but everyone signs for. And now that everything's unsettled, you know, we said it the second that Marner got signed, but Dubis really got played, and it's. I, I mean, he's yeah, done it's more evident job, than ever. Excellent job retooling and, and and working with the space that he's been provided, and he's got some gems on this roster. That uh, Ilya Mikheyev kid looks like he's going to step in and be an NHLer. Uh, I, I, I mean, Trevor Moore looks like he's going to take another step forward. So, they, so they've got guys to slot in, and they've worked well with the cap they've got. But, man, did they really, did they really, really cave into those guys? Kachuk at seven is a steal. Uh, point, point at 6.75 steal. Yeah. And then let's talk Boy, about this one. Patrick Laine, that was very surprising to yeah. me to see him take so a, and, a bridge and deal. And, and I didn't expect him to be the kind of kid who thought he had to take one. And I mean, I, I, I thought he should have after his, you know, pretty lackluster season last year. If it wasn't for the month of November, he has a horrible year. He had 18 goals in the one month. And 12 for the rest of the season spread out over the other four months. And here's my argument to that. Is this a little bit of the Jets' fault? I don't want to say that Line was right in saying what he said. But, I mean, Brian Little isn't an ideal second-line center in the NHL anymore. And Ehlers really struggled last year. So whether Ehlers was a result of Line struggling or them just not having any... (laughs) But Line really wasn't being pushed into a situation to succeed, more or less, as this is kind of what we got, and they tried to make it work all season long, and, and for the most part of this, it, it didn't. It didn't work. It wasn't working. And, you know, in, in, in brief games, they would, you know, try moving Line A in with Shifley, but Kyle Connor's just such a great fit, and he's developed the chemistry with those guys where Line A has been the odd guy out. So, mm, yeah. Good with Stastny. Couldn't afford to keep Stastny around, though. Like, uh, Jack Roslovich, is he going to be that guy that steps in? I don't think so, but if you're the Jets, you, you gotta you got to give Line a better centerman to play with. Yeah, they have to. And that year when they had to lose Stastny, and the year they acquired him at the deadline, I mean, I thought for sure, I thought that Jets team was primed for a cup run there. They've been a second-line center away for God knows how long now, and uh, everything that surrounded Big Buff, it, it looked like it was going to be a disastrous offseason for Kevin Sheveldayoff. And I still don't think it's been great having to move Truba and then having the issue with, um, what's his name, Bufflin. But, you know, getting Line A to to buy into a prove it deal was, was huge for them as well as getting Kyle Connor locked up. He's a very good winger. I, I think he's, uh, and, and, I would and rather plus, have him than line a. and getting him at a seven year, $50 million deal, just about 7.14 million a year. That's a good, that's a good contract for Kyle Connor. And I know everyone loves to, to roast my Bruins and be like, Oh, you should have, uh, 
drafted Con- Kyle Connor and Shabbat. Well, the one thing I'll tell you, Shabbat at eight million and Connor at seven, we would have never been able to afford all those guys anyway. So maybe that's why. <laughs> then you then I mean then you have an asset like Kyle Connor who you could trade to thirty one other teams in the league, including Seattle, who will you know pinch a left nut. Yeah, but what do you have deve- But what do you have even been given the opportunity to develop with with the roster that I we believe have? so? I mean, yes, absolutely. I mean, Jake DeBrusque might have suffered a little bit, but I think that's yeah, you know added depth down the lineup where if you had Charlie Coyle with Jake DeBrusque as his winger because Kyle Connor was up the lineup, come on, you're telling me you wouldn't want that? Get out of here. Uh, of course you would, but I mean, hey, I'm just I mean, saying. Yes, you wouldn't be able to it afford it. Again, assets to flip, and, and, and I mean, there's 30 teams creaming for Kyle Connor, and I'm one of them right now. And Do you mean to tell I me that there's not 30 on Kyle Connor, or that was maybe just a batshit crazy rumor floating around that uh, Yaisman? Yeah, no, I heard that too. Connor. Yeah, they were talking. The Detroit Red Wings reached out to his agent, and they floated the idea of sending a contract offer to him uh, for an offer sheet. I know that much. Uh, Steve y, Stevie Y is a crazy guy, man. He uh, he runs an aggressive ship. Uh, but uh, going back, I want to talk about as well here. Um, I want to get back on to the like you know everyone always says, oh, the game's getting away from the toughness and and this and that. And then you see how the St. Louis Blues won the cup last year, and you see some of these teams draft some of these big bodied bangers, and you look and wonder if um, if the game is really changing that much because Zach Ronaldo, Kyle, just got just got a contract, earned a contract in Calgary. Yeah. That's, you know, three years ago, those guys were completely, I don't want to say out of out the, the league. league. Like, yeah, they but were, I mean, man. there, there like, was no longer a spot for them. And now there is again, because you, you see what kind of what, what can happen. And, and I don't want to say, especially in preseason, but if, if you're a banger in preseason and, and, you know, you're trying to get noticed, you're going to throw some, I don't want to say borderline hits, but fucking question line borderline hits. <laughs> And you know what I mean? Like someone's got to be there to answer to that, especially with a lot of young guns trying to make rosters. There's still a need for that. I I never got ridding it completely or, or the fan base who doesn't agree to it at all. This, I mean, hockey's a fast game. It's a physical game. Those are the two traits before anything. And then there's skill and then there's everything else. But beyond that, there's always going to be hitting. And as long as you have guys yeah. like 3D Kachuk coming up through the system, and you know guys like guys like every team is still going to crave and, and foam at the mouth over guys like that who are fully developed and who can do it all. Because in the playoffs, when the rule books are tucked into the back pocket a little bit or or, or aggressively, yeah, the game's called top, different, right? Obviously, the game's called those different guys make a difference, and you know what I mean. Yeah. But that this just goes to show that there's different DNA models, there's different kind of ingredients that can result in a Stanley cup. But uh, for one thing I, I was reading the other day is, uh, you know, obviously Tampa shit the bed. Uh, they were the best team last year and obviously got swept and embarrassed themselves. Uh, but someone said that it, it doesn't take luck to win the Stanley cup. It takes skill. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man, that's bullshit, man. The amount of yeah, luck no. <laughs> to even make it to the cup is significant. Look at Dallas, Jamie Ben on a wrap around game seven, overtime or i don't know if it was overtime pretty sure it was overtime it was a game six uh, I think. When, uh, yeah i think it was game six yeah yeah game six uh jamie ben wraparound missed it by an inch on a tuck-in goes the other way uh robert thomas takes a flub shot goes in the air pat patty maroon knocks it in 
see you yeah. later, Dallas. I mean, an inch and a half. You're going to tell me that, you know, luck's not involved in, in, in getting there. Um, I don't know. That's bullshit. Cause, uh, yeah, man. Robert <laughs> Thomas was wondering why. Uh... Sport. Like basketball, you know options. What's going to happen? Football, you know, like hockey's a breakdown. A fourth line can score three goals in a game. You know what I mean? It's just. It, it's yeah, such a, man, it's 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 a crazy. It's you need the depth, but like the size part of the game, it seems to be coming back. And uh, Zach Ronaldo having I a spot in the NHL, and the, the idea of Zach Ronaldo and Milan Lucic being on an NHL team in 2019, I I wouldn't have bet on that two years ago. Milan Lucic score against the Oilers in the preseason. Yeah, let's. That was great. Milan Lucic scored against the Oilers. Uh, that that's as funny as it gets. That was his first uh, goal of the and preseason, and and. And, uh, you know, Lucic seems to really have, uh, you know, he kind of took almost like a pot shot at McDavid. I saw in one interview, he said, like, you know, just to have your captain kind of be like, be like a man, essentially, was was the point of what he said. Uh, seemed to imply that Connor's still a kid. And, you know, Mark Giordano, everyone knows that he has a dong like Thor. Um, yeah. 35-year-old, 30, 36-year-old guy. Uh, you know, I think that he was more talking about it. It's easy. I think it was more of a respect thing, right, saying that. It seems to be a better leadership group because the guy who's leading is older. Uh, I mean, so. it, does it seem like the guy who's going to be able to reach out to a vet and put him under his arm? Or do you no, think no, Connor just plays and... by example. I think he's yeah. a leader by example. And, uh, yeah. you know, that, 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 let's talk about the Edmonton group. Oilers roster. Did you see the wingers that are yeah. on that team? Like, they, I am, I almost called the search and rescue team and sent them to Edmonton <laughs> to, 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 to take fucking mcdavid out by helicopter man i'm so goddamn worried about him that is one of the w- most lame rosters i've seen in a long time and i, I mean I maybe know, i'll eat I my words Connor will eat them. He's that good. let me let me but read man. you the the eight wingers that they had in the lineup yurko nygaard granlin kyra james neal alex chason cassian archibald and two off wingers and uh, Gagne and Berdasov. It's like you know what I mean. Where's oh, where's the first? Where's the first lines? Where? Well, where's, you know, Drysidel and Drysidel uh, will play alongside McDavid again yeah. this season, and, and, and you fun. know, and I think James Neal. I think James Neal will have. I think he'll rebound. I think James Neal will have a better year. I don't know if he's going to get back to the James Neal we always used to see going to back to back No, but I mean, just based a on, contributor, on but... his shooting percentage, as I mentioned before, his career is a, around a career 12. It dipped well, down yeah, to about 5 or 6% last year. So it, whatever was working just wasn't working last year. Based on luck of going, he'll score five more goals this year, I think. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, 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 and I think playing with McDavid, obviously, like there should be a lot of uh, John Tavares style tappings for him there too, because you know McDavid can make shit happen. Uh, Drysaitel can make shit happen as well. Now, uh, Kyle, one thing I want to talk about here: we want to talk about the Canadian teams a little bit. It's get the puck out. We do it uh, out of LDP Studios, a uh, beautiful, beautiful studio with nice portraits of Ron Jeremy eating pepperettes in his underwear and stuff all over the place it's a greasy horror show down here who do you think has the best chance at a stanley cup out of any canadian team and who's going to be in the basement this year for well i mean i winnipeg was my answer but i mean i think that ship has sailed it just goes to show you how uh short of a window some teams may have and i don't want to say that uh winnipeg's window is closed they just they have to reopen the door kind of kind of thing 
they they have some moves to make to kind of get back to that where they're no longer that you oh, know I know yeah the... deep defending team and I mean even Hell uh, he even Helly took a bit of a step back last year for me. Yeah, uh, this is a big year for Hellebuck. Uh, yeah, and he signed a big deal. So, I mean, he's he, this is a, a big year for him. And he just lost Truba, Myers, and Bufflin in front of him. So, I mean, a lot <laughs> more is going to be asked of uh, of Morrissey. Uh, Neil Pionk, who I thought was uh, kind of quietly effective as a third-line uh, third or sorry, third yeah. third pairing defenseman with a little bit of a scoring upside, but there are massive holes in his defensive game, and uh, a, a few people have made that aware to me because I I I, I kind of tuned into him a bit, bit in fantasy, especially in deep league cats, uh, where he was hitting, he was scoring, he was getting power play opportunities in New York because they yeah. really didn't have other options. He's not going to get those same options uh, in Winnipeg, I don't think. And, uh, and I mean, he does have some defensive holes in his game. So, I mean, now you're asking a guy like Villain Hainola, the return on Jacob Truba. He's still with the Jets now. I think he's going to make the camp. Paul Marie seems to like the kid. Uh, a, a lot of Winnipeg people want to jump on the, the Truba side of the deal and, and, and say that, you know, it's a bad deal. They shouldn't have done it. Truba never was wanted to sign there. Uh, you know, Shovel Dayov made the best of a bad situation. Truba for years has been, you know, nagging along an extension because he didn't want to play there. Uh, yeah, if no, get exactly. a first for him, and now that first is about to crack the roster. I mean, you got to feel a little bit different about the deal. I'm not saying it's a great deal, uh, no. but I mean, obviously, it, they, you know, they picked 18th overall in the draft, and you know, the kid looks like he's going to make the team. So. Cider's already been sent down by Detroit. So, I mean, yeah. it just goes to show opportunities a bit different. But, I mean, if you're telling me there wasn't an opportunity in Detroit either, you're, you're kidding me. Uh, but no, no. that being said, it's better for Moritz Sider to sit in the, the D, but I'm just saying fifth overall pick, 18th overall pick. And, I mean, the results that you're seeing from Truba could be there, you know, right away. So it would be interesting mm-hmm. to kind of see how that monitors for the for the season. Yeah, another team I want to talk about here, it's it's – the team that seems to just be stuck in limbo, uh, the Montreal Canadiens. I can't think of a, of a more uh, team that's just kind of stuck in we're going to be average purgatory. They won't quite commit to a rebuild, but they also won't give up the assets to really bring in a top center. You look at a guy like Neil in Dallas was able to bring in uh, Tyler Sagan and Jason Spezza one year. I know Spezza's no good anymore, but it just saying like in the, the, the matter of like 18 months at the time, he brought in two arguably top six, you know, definitely yeah. you know, a top a guy in Sagan. And Spezza was a second line center okay. at the time. And they were able to do that, but they just won't commit to that. And you see the draft coming this year. And uh, who's the projected number one right now? I always forget uh, his name. Alex Lafreniere. Yeah, Lafreniere is coming up. But Kyle, I saw this kid play. Quentin Byfield of the Sudbury Wolves is an absolute genetic monster he Hands is a down, freak of nature overall, if not first if not first i am push. i am putting it right out right now quentin byfield is going to go number one at the draft because this kid is he's elite man he is that rare you know you knew it just in his first season when he had uh, i believe he had 20 i think I believe he had 32 goals or something last year in 68 points in 62 games in his first rookie season in the See, ohl you know he's only in the second year right now and he looks like he should be austin matthews playing in europe he has 12 points in 5 games and he has been nothing short of incredible 
Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I, I, I almost said that too. Where I mean, should he be playing in Europe? He's too good for the league. He, he honestly is. He kind of reminded me of uh, the hype that Nolan Patrick had. But then Patrick lost some of that buzz going into his draft. Yeah, year. no, he did. Byfield, he did. And Byfield, no, yeah, Byfield is everything you want, man. He's big. He's skilled. He can move the puck. He can shoot the puck. He is the total package, this kid, See, man. That, and this, I'm telling this, you, this like a depends. team like Montreal, it's... that if they could ever commit to a damn rebuild, like if you put a quick Byfield on this the Montreal Canadiens, uh, that would be and surrounded them with the other young wingers and people they have there. Like that's a start at rebuilding your franchise. Exactly. Me. Quentin Byfield is the real deal, man. I like him to go number one this year. And uh, I know my sample size of him has been seeing him for one yeah, game. I mean, it will but, take a bit off, but I mean, he sure was over. It was, it was able to overtake Patrick. Uh, but I do not want to compare Lafreniere with Patrick. Is that no? Because Lafreniere is a he's a great player. I always forget his name. And then there's some other guys who uh, who are interesting too. It should be a good draft year this year. Um, yeah, it's, it's another kid in, draft. The it's, kid in Niagara too, who I expect to go in the first couple rounds. Uh, Kyan Sopa. Um, yeah, I it's another deep draft. First round pick. Yeah, definitely, definitely another deep draft. But Kyle, you know, it makes me kind of like wanna... having that Vancouver pick, man. Like if Vancouver yeah. does make the playoffs, and let's just say they get knocked, or they, you know, they make a wild card spot, and they, you know, Tampa picks sixteenth overall. That sixteenth overall is a top ten pick in another draft. This is a no, deep exactly. Year. This is a deep year, man, and it's one of those things where uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning were great. Like to turn JT Miller into a first round pick from the Vancouver Canucks, I still don't understand it. Uh, you know, it seems like Eiserman wrote a book and maybe let the assistant GM. The it was Breezeball worked under him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he must have let him read the friggin' How to Finagle Your Way Around the Salary Cap and Everything book because, my goodness, was he friggin' <laughs> – was that a good friggin' deal? And you saw Patty Maroon this year. But, Kyle, yep. I want to let everybody know that right now I'm pouring my second cup of Goal Line Coffee into my cup. Uh, today's episode is always brought to you by Goal Line Coffee. It's the greatest coffee in the world. And, Kyle, I need to ask you, what does all other coffee taste like? Like your grandma's piss water. Yeah, like dirty old stale piss. If you want to drink proper coffee, go on over to www.golinecoffeecompany.ca. Uh, they have five delicious flavors to choose from, although I think the Power Play is sold out. It just launched. It's that ras- raspberry and uh, chocolate flavor. Um, it's next level. I got some here, Kyle. He sent us a little sampler bag. Um, so the next time I literally that you're, got some chocolate uh, raspberry uh, cookies sitting in the other room. I'm gonna need to get me some of that I'm telling you, coffee. I'm telling you, it's the greatest coffee I've ever drank in my entire life. This raspberry chocolate flavor, guys. Get on over to GoldlineCoffeeCompany.ca. Uh, they'll ship it to the to the states. Don't worry, it's America friendly, and uh, it's the best coffee ever. Do your taste buds a favor and, and get some Goldline today. Uh, Kyle, get the puck out here. Brought to you by Full Press Coverage. We're having a good time. Let's get into this uh, this new segment. Me and Kyle, we get into a lot of arguments about hockey, but we find that we're never really that mad when we're recording. So we needed a segment to kind of uh, to kind of get our balls and our testosterone rocking a little bit, you know? Kyle, why do let them know what we're doing? Yeah, I need uh, my balls. Yeah, going. we're just going to do uh, – we got a couple of hot takes we wanted to talk about, a couple things we disagreed with, uh, and so we're going to kind of put that to test in the hot take minute where me and Chris are going to argue about – certain things and hey you know what uh, if the stars align we could end up agreeing on a couple things but uh 
We'll see. We're going to spit about uh, exactly 60 seconds, one hot minute uh, on each of the topics. And uh, we're going to grind it out. And uh, you're going to hear the old car horn uh, to interrupt us when we're done. Yeah, so why don't we get started on this? What's the first topic here, Kyle? All right, so here's the first one, and then I'm going to hit that timer. Uh, this one seems to be a bit of a 50-50. There's some people who kind of think they can. Does Chicago, will the Blackhawks make the playoffs this year? Oh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Will they make the playoffs this year? I am going to give that two thumbs down. I do not think the Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> make the playoffs this year, only because I picked them to be the team that missed the playoffs and to make it last year, and they let me down as soon as Corey Crawford got hurt. I know they brought Laner in, but you know what? I don't really like uh, – I feel like the Laner situation could end up being one of those things that's bad for the Islanders and also bad for the player. So, Kyle, I'm going to have to say that I don't think the See, Chicago Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think that Laner is a complete product of Mitch Korn, the uh, goalie coach for Barry Trotz that followed him over from Nashville. Uh, I, I think that with Patty Kane being Patty Kane, you know, to bring it, Strom's going to break out. Uh, this is a deep team. Taves broke out last year. Does he repeat that again? I don't know. But, I mean, they're deep enough. The question is, you know, what team's going to fall out of the West? You know, is there another yeah. team? Is, is Chicago going to be in a position to... Oh, there we go. We got to cut that off there. Kyle, All before right. we start the next thing, I got breaking news here. Uh, Thomas Hickey and Josh Hosang both on waivers today. That's a bold move from the Islanders. But let's, uh, wow. let's get back into our topics. We'll talk about that. Wow. I just got that sent to my phone. Hosang is on the waiver wire. All right. Well, I, I guess then for the second one, I'm, I'm going to just jump in and make a new one. Chris, what do you think about the Islanders waving Josh Hosang? Listen, Josh Hosang, one of the most talented kids I've seen in the OHL, I promise you. He had separation speed. The way that he was able to skate and move, it was incredible. But he has a problem with turning up. He has a problem with staying up too late playing video games and sleeping in for practice. And he's not a consummate pro. He doesn't show up to the rink every day willing to work hard. So Josh Hosang, this is what you get, kid. I'm sorry. Welcome to the show. But <laughs> this is the, you're going to tell me another team's not going to pick him up. See, look, I, I, I get Hosang fucked up. He, he overslept in camp and he's never going to be forgotten about it for, uh, for, for doing that. But he's also done his time in the NHL or the AHL. Sorry, he's paid his dues. He showed he can play. He's going to be given an opportunity. And if he looks good, that's another horrible move for the Islanders who have a few too many third liners as is. And they don't have the finishing power. You know, no, I, I don't. I'm not up. saying that it's not going to hurt them and that I don't think Hosang's a good player. The thing is, is how much can you take of a kid who doesn't care? Oh, yeah. OK, no, I, I hear you. All right, so this one's going to honk my fucking horn, Chris. Does Nylander score over 65 points? I am taking William Nylander over 65 points this season. I think that he was really bothered by the contract negotiation. You saw what happened with Mitch Marner. You Leafs fans are absolute pukes. You treat your players like garbage. That's why you'll (laughs) never win nothing. And I think William Nylander is going to come out this year put up like 75 points. And I think that the Leafs are still going to lose to the Bruins in the first round and they'll have to trade him or he'll go on to get a hundred. Fuck Toronto. See, 61 is, is Willie Nylander's season high. Uh, he matched that twice. I'm not going over, Chris. I'm not going under. I think Nylander is going to score 65 points on the dot. The 
this is I over under. You stuff. can't land right on yeah. it. What the fuck? What kind of fucking <laughs> fucked up segment is this? Uh, I think he's going to nail it right on. Hey, man, that's you, like taking you, zeros you into the light, man. Sometimes fuck. you got to take a <laughs> Sometimes you, you got to go green. How's the view from that fence up there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next one, uh, Chris, you fucking hate me for this one. Because I, I said it as a bit of a joke, but I'm going to ride this train into Cold Take Station. Chris, are the Boston Bruins going to make the playoffs this year? Absolutely, the Boston Bruins are going to make the playoffs this year. They've kept their entire oh. team together from last year. Well, you know that, obviously. Johansson. Well, think about it, though. They're not going to add a forward at the deadline. They're just yeah, going to get another Marcus Johansson. I forgot about Brett Ritchie. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're going to get another Johansson at the deadline. And one thing I'll guarantee you is they won't choke as bad as the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Vasilevsky missed their five goals a game in the playoffs. He stinks. Ah, yeah, that's what happens when you lose Victor Hedman. But, you know, I'll take that one on the chin and wear it because that was – I mean, I wore shame. After two games, I, I I was hoping they got swept so the team would learn a fucking lesson. You really don't think the Bruins are going to make the playoffs? I don't know, man. It's like – you know what I mean? Like, I there are teams – there are legitimate teams in the East that took massive steps forward. There aren't going to be any beat-up games for the Bruins, you know, in the division. Tampa was winning no, against those teams anyway. The Bruins have young guys Bruce who are going to take steps forward. DeBrusque and Charlie McAvoy, oh, okay. Carlo. These guys are all coming into their prime the season. Fuck minute on this. We're loading up for another one, Chris. We're yeah, load up. up another minute because this is the most asinine thing I've heard in a little while. And I know that people are going to be like, oh, here they go. But listen, you cannot honestly think that the team that just was one bad game away from winning the Stanley Cup is not going to make the playoffs. Yes, Yes, That's you can. Impossible. Tampa went to the Eastern Conference Finals and they missed the playoffs. That's, I mean, they, they, teams have done that. No, I'm just saying, like, we haven't lost anybody. There's what, wow. what, On what grounds? On what ground? Marcus Johansson was there okay. for, like, the final it, 15 it, games of the season. And Halak going to have the, the perfect sweetheart season again? Who you know, has how, a better backup how, how goalie in the league than Boston for when Tuka sucks? Like, did you see? Halak already made the save I of the season this preseason. I mean, you flipped That's them asinine. Into- I don't know. I just see it, man. Sometimes you know, the legs catch up to teams, and, and it, it just—it's it, a bold take. I just for We're whatever. We're calling for the end. Do you flip, think this is? Do you I think Patrice Bergeron's done and Marshawn? These guys, these guys are in their early. These guys aren't I old, man. Fucking, I know they've been around. What happens when fucking time. Bergeron misses half the season because he gets banged up again? Ah, oh, yeah. Okay, we got to move on from that one. I guess Jack Stednica would have to come in. Well, that's not too bad of a thing. All right, so who's going to be the doghouse to playoff team this year? Think, think the Islanders. Like, who like is last year's Islanders? Year? Before we get the minute going here, like, who's the team last year? Like, who's the guy that said the Islanders were going to make the playoffs? Like, uh, other than the guy sitting in front of the arena three hours before the game in a fucking fisherman jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those those people have been saying the Islanders are going to win since the 90s, the fisherman guy. That guy bangs. Um, listen, all right, we can start that minute now because I have my team. I believe in Big Dong, Big Daddy, Ray Shiro, and the New Jersey Devils. I think if any team is going to step into the playoffs, uh, the team that added P.K. Subban, and I think Gusev will be nice. I'm taking the New Jersey Devils. Uh, that's my team that missed last year. That's going to be exempt from this. Everyone thinks they're going to have a good year. Who's going to be the team that everyone thinks is going to be dog shit that's going to make the playoffs? Um, I don't. 
let's go with, uh, you know what? Sometimes you get lucky with, uh, with a new coach and I'm going to take DJ Smith and the Ottawa senators. Ottawa's getting into the wild card. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm going to call LA. I just, for whatever reason, if there's a team that everyone thinks is going to be worthy for the first overall pick, you know, Drew, Drew Doughty didn't re-sign that deal to be dog shit. Is Jeff Carter done playing hockey? I mean, is Kopitar just going to go away? Uh, they, they've drafted some young guys from being bad. Now let's see if they can use them. I don't know. I just see the LA being maybe a team that was going to be able to sneak in there. Okay. Out of the dog shit teams, I may ask. Out of the dog shit teams. All right. Yeah. So uh, we didn't jump into this one right away, but uh, let's let's get to it now. Is Evander Kane going to see a suspension for hitting the ref the way he did in that exchange? Last night. Yeah, absolutely he's going to because he got it written up as abuse of an official. That carries an automatic 10-game suspension. Now, whether Gary Bettman upholds that or not, I don't know if he will, but there is no Uh, way. Has there been a case of a ref tackling player before where, you know what I mean, like – but he's not nah, Vander Kane's a piece of trash. Everyone that? knows that he's Absolutely. a piece of trash player, I mean, the way he plays. And the way that he the officials get sick of it. Listen, yeah, I think the ref threw him to the ice, and I wouldn't like it either. But the, at the end of the day, you can't I'm shove an official. Okay. I don't think it's 10 games worthy, but Evander Kane deserves zero benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'll tell you that, Mike. The one thing I read, Chris, was uh, someone was said, uh, oh, I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know if they'll uphold the suspension. Someone was like, Ask Antoine Vermette about that. It's pretty sure yeah, he's seen man. similar like the night one of the nicest guys that ever played in the NHL, like would be up for like uh, the, that award for not winning the guy for not getting any goddamn penalties, you know? Like, and and he he didn't get exempt from anything. Yeah, exactly. All right, so so I don't see how a guy like Evander Kane, who's a known, you know, he loves to mix it up and he acts like a clown and he yells when he gets penalties. He's always yapping. He's a whiner. Everyone knows he's a whiner. He's a tough kid. I wouldn't want to say that to him. Remind me of Dustin Buffin trying to throw Evander Kane's fucking jogging pants into the wet showers. Yeah, like I I thoroughly think that the the league should have allowed Kane to get hazed more because I don't think he learned his lesson. I think Big Buff knew what he was doing with Evander Kane. Yeah, probably, but I don't think Big Buff knew what he was doing with himself either. All right, so let's leave this <laughs> in. Chris, who's going to get the first overall pick this year? Oh, shit. The first overall pick you this year. I dump on my hot take and say it's going to be L.A. <laughs> Um, no, 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 I don't think it's going to be LA, unfortunately for them, because I think they could use a guy like Quentin Byfield. But for me, I think the first overall, I think the shittiest team in the league this season will go to the Jesus Christ. This is a tough one, Kyle. Uh, if you have one, jump in. Cause I got to think here. Uh, I'm going to say it. You, you used it as your hot team, uh, to make the playoffs or sorry, the dog shit team to make the playoffs. I think that the Ottawa Senators are, are going to lock out, or if they don't lock out, be handed the numbers by the league to finally work something out there because this team is close to walking. And, and, you know, Shabbat signed, and there's Colin White signed. There's there's a glimpse of hope. But, I mean, this team is sitting on a, a chair with three legs on it right now. They need to, They need something to happen here. I think that the Minnesota Wild are going to end up wow. with the first overall pick. I think they are the oldest, slowest oh. team in the game. I think that the their GM, they let their GM screw up their whole offseason before firing them. Uh, the ownership's a disaster there. I wouldn't be surprised to see Minnesota in the mix. Okay, the car horn's pissed. I'm stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to keep it going. All right. 
So, Chris, this is the last one we're going to do. Um, I think that we're going to need almost a minute each here. So we're going to up it to a two-minute take to finish it off. Do the Leafs have a legitimate shot at winning the Cup? I think the Toronto Maple Leafs... Yeah, I'm going to start us off. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs do have a legitimate shot at winning the Stanley Cup this year. I think that their defense got a touch better. I think that you see a guy like Zaitsev go and a guy like Cody Cece, who everyone shit on. But guess what? When you're playing defense be an in Ottawa, just gotta it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. It just needs to be a little bit better. I think that they'll do that. They have that. What's that kid? Rasmus Sandin or whatever as well. Yeah. He looks um, like he's I could ready see him. to step he in. He looks like he's ready to step in. Tyson Berry was a nice pickup uh, for moving a guy like Naz, but they lost Naz on the offensive end, right? So and didn't we'll they see lose what a, a bit like of what Berry brings anyways? If Morgan Riley's already the first power play unit guy, I'm not saying the secondary unit couldn't use a guy like Berry. They obviously could. No, exactly. But I mean, most yeah. teams are putting all their eggs in one basket on the power play nowadays. No, exactly, right? You try to just load it up. Lose with a bit of what Berry could bring. But yeah, I'm, I'm saying the Toronto Maple Leafs can because of Freddie Anderson. I think yep. Freddie Anderson gives them a legitimate shot uh, to, to win night in and night out. He needs to get better. He stunk in that game seven versus the Bruins. He stunk. He needs to get better. But I think that there was a lack of confidence playing in front of that defensive unit that should get better this season. The, yeah. the Leafs can win, but this is their year. I think if it goes into next year and the problems they're going to have on their back end and salary cap, they have to do it this year. I think their window isn't as big as people think. Yeah, I mean, as long as you have the core four locked up for forty and a half million, as expensive as it is, uh, you know they're always going to be pushing for a playoff spot. Will they? Will they be pushing for a title every year with those four? Uh, you know, as the NHL has proven, this isn't the NBA where you know a, a core four or a big three can can take it home every year. I mean, the Lightning are a perfect example for that. We're just sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, Kyle, I can think of an example. <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't work. All right, um, here we go, Kyle. I have one for us, but I got another hot minute. Get the goddamn truck loaded up. There we go. Thank God. Let's get into this one here. Who is going to win the President's Trophy this season? The President's Trophy. <sighs> this is a bold one, and, and, and this is just coming because I didn't see that, that question coming. Uh, I think the Washington Capitals are going to have a bigger year than some people think. And if they get away to a start they had the other year uh, with the confidence that team has, uh, I think they're going to be okay with Okuznets off three games. Hope he's still a, a great defender. Uh, that decor is, is arguably just as good. John Carlson's a stud. I, for whatever reason, I, I'm going to pick the Capitals. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking Capitals, Kyle, but I went in a different direction. I went with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I think the Golden Knights are primed to have a huge season this year. I think that Pacioretty looked to really settle in at the end of last year, and and same with Mark Stone, and I think that the way they're coached uh, and the way that they – I don't know. I just love their team, man. I really think that this is the Vegas born year, and I think that they're going to take that. Yeah, that horn scared me, too. Marc-Andre Fleury bangs, too. All right, the car keeps yelling, eh? (laughs) So, Kyle, we make it to the end here of the hot minute. That was fun. There was some disagreeing. There was some agreeing. Uh, Just, you know, kind of the average Mostly disagreeing, yeah. Mostly disagreeing, which is is nice to see. Uh, You know, makes for, for better content. I think that went well. 
Yeah, that hit harder than uh, Aaron Dell and Mark Stone last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, I am so excited. We are two days away. Wednesday, we get NHL hockey back, and it is loaded with good games. Who does Tampa open versus, Kyle? When do they start? Uh, they'll start against Florida, and uh, opening nice. night, uh, I haven't checked the opening night because I'll be in Detroit for the uh, Detroit home opener, so that's kind of been on the forefront. Are you going with Cam? Yeah. Oh, you guys are back on the home opener train. Yeah, back on the home opener train. We're going to do a different city every year. We're going to get into Detroit, uh, see if I get my hands on a on a Larkin jersey from the, the China sites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know we're not authentic. paying that NHL price. Never pay off. Sorry, Gary. Absolutely. Sorry, Gary. I can't. I can't do yeah, it. Sorry. But yeah, no, man. How many? Uh, how many home openers have you guys been to now? Where have you been? Uh, we've been to five now. This will be six. We've done uh, Ottawa the first year. What a piece of shit city that is, Canada. Not having in Ottawa. <laughs> Fucking horse shit. Uh, <laughs> next year we did Columbus. I loved Columbus, man. I got a soft spot for them. Uh, so I can't even be mad at them too much. Like I, I've always kind of. Uh, almost like Buffalo, they've kind of been a, a little sweetheart of mine. But honestly, it was great. The home opener, they pounded the shit out of the Rangers. Marty St. Louis, uh, it was his first season as a Ranger, so it was good to see uh, uh, Columbus explode. And then the next year, we did Philly. Philly was absolutely wild. Yeah, what, that must have been insane. What a complex they have. Uh, they have like a four-pad arena with the Phillies, uh, the Flyers, uh, the 76ers, and then they've got the... Uh, the Eagles, I mean, it's just this four pad and there's just one bar sitting in the middle of all this. But this <laughs> oh, man. isn't one bar. This one bar is eight bars with like Philly cheesesteak restaurants and clubs. And, 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 and it was just, it was, it was wild. But, so you uh, could get your uh, your you get your dirty dance on while you're down in Philly uh, for a home opener. That's yeah. fun. Where else? And then we uh, did the greasy Buffalo trip. We uh, we went to Toronto. Yeah, I've been to a Buffalo that. home opener before. We That's a good did time. Toronto home opener and uh, wiped my ass. Must have been quiet as hell there, eh? With all the oh. business suit dummies there. I hate going to games in Toronto. Very the atmosphere quiet. stinks. Very quiet, especially for a home opener. Uh, oh yeah, that's all the business guys. Buffalo, they're, Buffalo they're, was they're wild. Corporate Buffalo seats. was wild. Buffalo is the greatest city America has to offer, man. I love <laughs> living right across. Every day I step out my front porch and I look across and I see goddamn Buffalo, and it makes me so happy because it's just the greatest. It's God's city, man. It's it's the home of the greatest fans in the world. They'll they'll fight you over anything. They're absolutely so running running for Buffalo Council. Dude, I would love to be on Buffalo Council. I would, uh, I would uh, make Buffalo great again because it's a great city. And no, they're doing a damn good job there, man. I went to see the Goo Goo Dolls there uh, last back uh, last uh, fall, and uh, I couldn't believe how well the downtown it looked. Locked into John Resnick. Oh, dude, John Resnick was looking good on that night. I'm not one to say that someone looked uh, looked good in tight jeans, but my God, he's something. He's something to behold, eh? In tight jeans, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Well, this kind of draws us to the end of episode number three. We got a little weird about John Resnick there, which can happen on this podcast because uh, Kyle and I, when nothing, nothing gets us uh, more weak in the knees than someone singing and whispering sweet nothings into our ears. Serenades. Some some acoustic guitar. Guys, I want to thank everyone. Let you know that you can follow us on Twitter at GTPO underscore hockey. And uh, yeah, Kyle, what's yours? Yours is just at Kyle O'Hout, right? Yeah. 
And my Twitter is at cmancuso9797. I want to remind everyone, if you're not running with Get the Puck Out this year, run from it because we're coming and we're coming hard this year. And Kyle, there's one guarantee, and that's no lube this season. (laughs) The no lube guarantee. The no lube guarantee, guys. Thanks for coming. Take care.